We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Welcome to a Listener Distractions episode. This is the third one we've done, or that I guess now I've done, and I'm just really excited to be back doing this again. I love hearing from people. I love reading the stories that you guys send in, so keep sending them in. And if you're like, hey, what do you mean? these stories that we're supposed to send in. Well, if you've ever had a paranormal encounter, maybe a too close to home true crime situation thing happen, or I don't know, maybe you have a family member that's all caught up in an MLM and you want to share it with me, you want it to be read on the show, feel free to email me at weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com. But let's just get into the stories. I've got six stories in total and I am going to be kind of cold reading them. I remember reading some of them when I received them, but it's been a while, and if I seem really surprised, trust, it's actually genuine because I don't remember most of the story. So let's start off with the first one, which is from the Criminal Activity Podcast, and it reads... Hi, we talked on Twitter about this and I'm finally getting it sent over to you. If you need any clarification or anything, please let me know. If I remember correctly, this happened around 2002. My mom, brother, and I were driving home one morning from dropping my dad off at work. We lived on a secluded road that was surrounded by farms and wooded areas. No one really came through that area, but when they did, they always went slow or stopped to take in the views. It was a really beautiful area. About one mile from our house, we came upon an older rust brown color Ford pickup truck that was stopped in the middle of the road. And I'm just going to pause right here because never trust a Ford pickup. I mean, I drive a Ford. I get it. It's not a Ford pickup. You can trust me. Don't trust a Ford pickup. There's something about people, some people that drive those kind of vehicles. I don't know. That, that's for another day. Anyways, back to the story. So this Ford pickup's parked in the middle of the road. To the right of us was a large hill and the left was an open field with a creek that ran through about 100 yards into the field. My mom pulled up behind the truck and we saw someone sitting in the driver's seat using binoculars to look at something in the field. I look over and see deer standing in the field and figure that must be what he's looking at. My mom gets impatient and taps the horn, which causes the deer to run. It's at this point my mom says, oh shit, he has a gun. He had just aimed his rifle out the driver's side window, preparing to shoot the deer in the field. Why he would shoot from inside of the truck baffles me to this day. Pausing again, I'm telling you, people in Ford pickup trucks, you can't trust them. Anyways, back to the story. I guess he doesn't value his hearing or something. Anyway, he angrily waves for my mom to go by. She does, and he holds up the gun and screams out the window, stupid fucking bitch, and points the gun at us. Jesus criminy. My mom guns it. We're going almost 70 miles per hour on this back road with twists and turns, hills, and potholes. This guy is keeping up with us, and he keeps pointing his gun out the window at us. At the time, our neighbors were husband and wife and both sheriff deputies. My mom started laying on the horn and pulled into their driveway. They both come out, guns drawn and ready to fight. Mom explained what happened and the wife stayed with us while the husband immediately hopped in his police SUV and took off after him. A police chase went on for a while. It started in Maryland and went into Pennsylvania. 
but he was eventually caught and locked up. Apparently, they knew who he was and had been looking for him for a while. The truck was stolen. The tags on the truck were stolen. He apparently stole them off some old lady's car, and the gun was stolen as well. He was wanted for all that and for poaching a bunch of wildlife that he wasn't lawfully hunting. To this day, I still get a little freaked out when I see someone stopped in the middle of the road for something. I'm glad he didn't shoot us, all because he didn't want to legally hunt a deer. And that is the end of that tale. So thank you so much, uh, Criminal Activity Podcast. I didn't catch your first name and I feel like I should know it, but I don't at the top of my head, so my apologies. I'm glad he was caught. I'm glad you and your family are safe or were safe in that situation. We're gonna reiterate, can't trust someone that drives a Ford truck, a Ford pickup truck. Can't, you just can't. And the way you describe the scene to me, my first thought was, this sounds like a Jordan Peele movie. I don't know why. Back roads, beautiful, picturesque area. I just immediately Jordan Peele movie. But uh, thank you for sending that in. All right. Now on to story number two. And this one is from Johnny. And Johnny wrote, I had a weird encounter while I was in college. I was living in a dorm called the Charles Gate at Emerson College. The building was built in the 1890s and apparently been the home for at least one speakeasy during Prohibition. Ooh, love it already. I was living on the second floor, and that's where the common room with a TV lived. It was a Sunday about 9 p.m., and I was heading in to watch some MTV. Oh, I miss MTV. I miss watching MTV. The floors were weird. You could feel and hear if anyone was walking on them. As I started down from my room, I could feel the floor bouncing as if someone was walking a few feet behind me. I stopped, looked back, and no one was there though whatever it was took another step or two before stopping. I started again and the steps behind me kept going. I stopped again, and whatever was following me took a couple of more steps. I did this three or four times before I got freaked out and literally sprinted into the common room. Then it got weird. Pause. Then it got weird? (laughs) Because it kind of seems weird at this point, but anyways. I could hear the footsteps that had followed me greatly increase speed and go down the hall. I settled in, turned on the TV, and a minute or two later, a girl from down the hall ran in and jumped into my arms, which was cool with me as I had a giant crush on her. Oh my gosh, would you look at that? A little bit of a love story in here. Anyways, after a few moments, she said that an old man had walked through the wall of her room, then disappeared. We stayed in the common room until dawn, waiting for it to get light enough to dare walk back to our rooms and get some sleep. There was a 1980s set of photos done by some researchers in the basement that show horse forms. Apparently that part of the building used to act as a stable. And that is the end of Johnny's story. Johnny, I have multiple questions. First and foremost, did you end up marrying the girl from your college? Because if you did, I need to know. That would be such a cute love story. We fell in love because of a spooky poltergeist or a spooky ghost. Um, And then on top of that, I'm interested to hear more about Emerson College. I... I don't know. Is it is it somewhere in the States? Is it somewhere? Where Where is it? I, I guess I could look it up myself. But I would love to hear more stories from this college because it sounds pretty spooky. That is definitely for sure. And thank you so much for sharing the story, Johnny. I, I really appreciate it. Well, on to the third story. And this is from Zach. And Zach writes... So we moved into a house that the previous owners told us was haunted because two people had killed themselves a few years back and they had experienced things. Right off the bat, 
Yikes on a bike. Holy crap. Faucets turning on for no reason. I said it had to be a change in water pressure, which is such a typical response. Like, oh, it's it's just a water pressure thing. It's uh, definitely not paranormal. It's just a water pressure thing. Zach continues to write, ghost dogs running on the property. I said it must be some local dogs that made it onto our land. Phantasmal feet seen under a truck, a trick of the light. Hearing voices? That's just the house setting. (laughs) Zach, come on. Come on, Zach. I had an explanation for everything. Years went on and nothing really happened while we lived there. A faucet turned on once, but once is a few enough to chalk up to being water pressure changes. So we've been here for about four years now, but let me tell you what has happened since October. And Zach sent this in February of this year, so I'm assuming October of 2021. And if you're listening, Zach, you can you can definitely correct me if I'm wrong. I was alone in the house for an extended period of time for the very first time living here. As strange as it sounds, I'd never really been alone in the house. My wife was out with her mother for the day, and around lunchtime, I heard them come home. I heard the rumble of the garage door, I heard the door into the house shut, and I heard footsteps. I went upstairs to greet my wife, but nobody was there. I was alarmed by this and searched the house for an intruder. I found nothing, and texted my wife to see if she had just come home, run in, and then left again. She wrote me back shortly after, and it turned out she was miles away and had never returned home. A little rattled, I went back down to my office. A little while later, I hear footsteps and voices upstairs. I rush up the steps again to find nothing. This went on until my wife got home. When I told her about it, she reached out to the previous owners. As it turns out, one of the people who killed themselves was at the end of October, and the other was a year later at the beginning of November. These facts were, at very least, an amusing coincidence. The next morning, we awoke to go to a family breakfast. While getting ready, my wife and I both saw a light flashing in the bathroom, but couldn't identify what was causing it. Well, after a few minutes of trying to figure out where the change in light had been coming from, I noticed that the globe, light cover, of the light fixture above the sink had been completely unscrewed and was only being held by the edge of the light bulb it was leaning against. This I could not explain. In order to unscrew the globe, you would have to first take the light bulb completely out of the socket, unscrew the globe, and then put the light back into the socket while balancing the globe against it. I was intrigued. Recently, we've been talking about moving, and this past Saturday, we went to visit some potential homes. When we got back to our house that night, our deep fat fryer that had been sitting on the floor of our pantry had been completely flipped over onto a bag of dog food and poured oil all over the floor. Now remember, this fryer sits on the floor when not in use. I cannot rationalize how in the, and then it just was stars, so I'm assuming either hell or whatever, uh, this kitchen appliance was launched into the air. I have no explanation other than this had to be the ghost or ghosts that other people have reported. 
And the other odd happenings, I really don't know at this point. And that is all Zach wrote. So holy crap, Zach, I hope you and your wife are okay. I can't imagine living in that active at a house. And it's interesting. I know you I know you had said that it's a coincidence that both the people that lived there uh, previous to the last owners died by suicide in October, November, and that this is kind of when it's all happening. But I mean, that's that's pretty on the nose, um, you know. Please write back write back to me. Let me know if you're doing okay. Um, let me know if you're still in the house and if anything has changed. And thank you so much for sharing your story. Hopefully you can get some sage up in that house if you're still there and uh, rid the house of whatever is going on or whatever is there. Now on to story number four. And this is from Sarai. And Sarai hosts the podcast Freaky AF. You should definitely go check it out. And Sarai wrote, Hi, I just wanted to start this off by saying that I love the show. I listen every chance I get, which, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This is a story from when I was just a wee baby. I must have been around five years old at the time. I have a younger brother, and he couldn't have been any older than one years old when this happened. The memory of this event isn't fully there, but whenever the story is brought up, I get these quick flashes of visions of how it all played out. My mom, my baby brother, and I were living with my grandparents at the time, and I remember my grandparents having this really tall, big bed. Now that I think about it, it probably wasn't even that big, but to five-year-old me, it was huge because I remember always having to pull myself up to get onto it. My mom had left my baby brother on the bed sleeping, and I was sitting on the bed with him while she went off and did mom things. I don't really know what came over me, as this is kind of where the memory gets fuzzy, but for some reason, I jumped off the bed. I could pick him up and carry him to my mom. When I walked up to my mom with my brother in my arms, she panicked. At the time, I don't really know why she reacted that way, but looking back, I can see how scary it must have been for her to see her baby carrying her even smaller baby and knowing that so many things could have easily gone wrong. But I delivered him to her, safe and sound, and when she scolded me for picking him up, I remember crying so hard because I was confused. I remember at the time thinking I was doing a good thing, I don't really know what prompted me to feel that way, but I guess that's what makes the story so weird. Because moments after this whole ordeal, there was a crash that had came from my grandparents' bedroom. The huge fan that was hanging right above their bed had fallen from the ceiling and landed right where my brother had been laying. If I hadn't picked him up and moved him from the spot where he was sleeping, he would have been crushed. After this, my mom asked me why I had decided to move him. And according to her, I had replied, because they told me to. I don't know who they were to this day. I have no explanation for any of this. My childhood is chock full of experiences similar to this, so I wonder if baby me was sensitive to the other world. As an adult, things like this don't happen to me anymore, but every time stories like this are brought up, it makes me wonder. I hope this story serves as a good distraction. It did. A thousand percent. And if this story is your need for a distraction, I sincerely apologize. Sarai. Oh my gosh, Sarai, you are the definition of why children freak me out. <laughs> because children do these kind of things. They they say these like weird cryptic things that later on it's like, oh, I have no idea. My completely repress that memory or repress that portion of the memory. 
Um, but also that's kind of a heartfelt story because you obviously were protecting your baby brother for whatever reason, whatever prompted you to do that. And I don't know, that warms my heart. That's that's the takeaway. Focus on that. That That is the takeaway. <laughs> but thank you so much for sharing this story. That is Uki Spooky. And I'm wondering, too, if you have other stories like this, feel free to send them my way. I would love to hear more about them because it's pretty well known or pretty well speculated that children are more sensitive to other energies or paranormal phenomena. So, you know, as much as it freaks me out because children freak me out, I still like hearing about these stories because I think it just kind of emphasizes that ideology. Okay, now on to story number five, and this is from Christina, host of A Spooky Tales and Cultivate Family Member. So hello, thank you so much for emailing me, appreciate it. And Christina writes, hi, Christina from A Spooky Tales here. For someone who hosts a spooky podcast, I actually don't have many stories myself. In Mexican culture, probably all of Latin America now that I think about it, it's widely believed that those that experience paranormal things have the gift, though it doesn't seem like a gift to me. So, my mom and my brother both have this so-called gift. They have some pretty creepy AF stories, and I have one involving my brother. He would see shadow people everywhere, especially as kids. He was like those creepy kids that say creepy things in horror movies. Oh gosh, this is... I feel like maybe there's an unspoken theme that's coming out of here now being creepy kid tales one day when he was around nine and i was 11 we were sitting in my dad's trailer he had an rv that didn't move behind his mechanic shop and having normal tween conversations actually we were probably fighting suddenly my brother said they're next to you in a super weird voice Oh, hold on. Let me say it in a weird voice. They're next to you. And I was like, um, what the fuck? Who? And he replied, the shadows. Oh, no, 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 no. I, being an asshole tween, laughed out loud and started air punching the air he pointed to while repeating, oh, are they here? Am I hitting them? He then said, they don't like it when you do that. And I said, yeah, whatever. And then out of nowhere, the chair I was sitting on was pulled from under me. I fell on my ass and I wasn't leaning back on the chair and like fell or anything. The chair was flat on the floor and was pulled. No one else was there to pull it. My brother was still sitting across from me. I looked at my brother and then he said, I told you they didn't like it. Oh, no, don't like that. I ran as fast as my short legs could go straight to my dad's office and stayed there until it was time for bed. I didn't make fun of him or his shadows ever again. Stay as spooky, Christina. Christina, what in the hell is going on? Okay, so let's digest this a bit. First and foremost, I think this is a lesson for everybody. If someone says that they can see people around you that you can't see don't air punch them oh my gosh um second of all thank you for sharing this story i would love to hear more stories from your brother and from your mom i if they have this gift i'm sure they have just hundreds of stories but maybe i'm just speculating wildly but yeah that is wild does your brother still see shadow people let me know you'll have to send me a dm or something but uh thank you so much for sharing 
that story. And for those who haven't heard of Spooky Tales, you need to go check it out. You need to tune in. Um, I'm not obligated to say that because Christina and MJ are part of the Cultivate Network. I'm actually also just saying it because their show is amazing. And if you like spooky stuff, you're going to love Spooky Tales. And now we're on to the very last story that has been submitted. And this was submitted by Lisa. And Lisa wrote, Hi, Alex. I love your podcast. I, female 38, found your pod after you guest co-hosted Reddit on Wiki, which thank you so much, Lisa. And once again, I have to plug another Cultivate Network show. But if you're not listening to Reddit on Wiki, you definitely should be. It is hilarious. Josh, Sean, and John are amazing. And yeah, just just go check it out. Just go check it out. Um, Lisa writes, I also have a listener tale for you. If you want to use it, great. And if not, it's all good. <laughs> I'm going to use it, Lisa, of course. Uh, so I'm from rural southeast BC. Oh, another Canadian. Uh, and when I was about Eight or nine years old, I was at my grandparents' house in Fairmont Hot Springs playing outside with two of my younger cousins. Uh, So one was a boy, seven years old, and the other a female, six years old. At my grandpa's outdoor koi pond. That sounds cool. Their house was kind of isolated on, I think it was about two to three acres, so you couldn't see or hear any neighbors. I was standing between my cousins and we were leaning on the railing looking at the koi fish in the pond when I got that creepy feeling of being watched. I looked to the left and across the yard I saw something. It was shaped like a person but all black. I've always called it a shadow figure. Being the oldest I knew it was my job to get my cousins back to the house safely so I turned back to the pond, grabbed their arms and quietly told them not to look up but that there was someone across the yard and we needed to run inside. I told them on the counter of three, we run as fast as we can back to the house. On three, we ran, my cousins in front of me, and we bolted up the stairs and inside, and I slammed the door shut. I started yelling for my mom and my grandparents. I finally managed to tell them what I saw and that I didn't think it was a person but something. My grandpa went outside to check and didn't find anything. No one and no footprints. The adults were convinced it was probably somebody passing through the area driving a motorcycle and wearing their helmet, walked onto the property by accident not realizing it was private property. There are a few reasons that isn't logical. The property is fenced for one and for other, who gets off their motorcycle and walks up a big ass hill wearing their helmet? That's a very good question. I wouldn't do. Very good question, Lisa. I had lots of times where I felt like someone was watching me while I was outside playing and my grandpa always told me to trust my instincts so I would usually go inside when I got that feeling. I never saw the shadow figure again. Lisa. Well, holy crap, Lisa. (laughs) That is a downright weird experience. Part of me also wonders, oh, I came across this on Twitter, but I wonder if it was like a broken specter um maybe that you saw i don't know when you when i when i was reading this story for some reason i imagine it was foggy outside when all this is happening and maybe that's that's what was going on probably not but anyways thank you so much for writing in that story thank you for tuning in thank you for tuning into my show read on wiki and thank you listeners for listening all the way through this episode. I have been wanting to release another listener distractions episode for quite some time now and thank you again to everybody who submitted a story. If you have a story yourself and you want to hear it on a future upcoming Listener Distractions episode, please, please, please send it my way. Um, I would love to do this every month, maybe every other month. It really depends on how many stories I get submitted. So 
not to put pressure on you, but to kind of put pressure on you, you, you I, I gotta, I gotta, gotta get those stories in. So, um, yeah, if you have a story, send it my way. If you've enjoyed today's Weird Distractions episode, please consider telling your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone else who will listen about the show. You can tell them to find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, and many more. If you're streaming the show on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review. This helps the show out for free by letting others know that it's worth listening to. Another way to support the show for free and to never miss an update is to follow along on the show's various social media accounts. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My handle is at WeirdDistractI1 and TikTok. If you want to financially support the show and get yourself a little something extra each month, why not join one of the two tiers over on Patreon? Each month you get exclusive content such as bonus episodes and series, the Weird Destinations travel posts, plus early access to the regular feed episodes. You can find out which tier is best suited for you by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. Shout out to my current patrons, aka my weird little family members, Tom, Bailey, Angela, John, Alicia, Lynn, Susan, Shadow, Courtney, Jennifer, and Cheryl. I love you all and appreciate your ongoing support of Weird Distractions. If you're unable to support the show on a monthly basis, but still want to support it maybe as a one-time donation, check out the show's merch over on Redbubble or sign up for a one-time donation over on Buy Me A Coffee. Lastly, I want to hear from you. As some longtime listeners may recall, Christy and I released two listener story-based episodes called Listener Distractions. I'd love to keep doing this series and hear all of your weird tales of ghostly encounters, unexplainable events, and too close to home true crime stories. You can email me your tales at weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com. As well, send me feedback. If there are any corrections that need to be made after today's episode, let me know. And as always, if you need a distraction, I got you. Bye. Thank you.